Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Jake and Joe's Gaming Show. I'm one of your hosts, Jake Dietz, and alongside me I've got Joe Frantic. Hello. We post up every week on SoundCloud and iTunes under Jake and Joe Gaming Show. We're just going to get right into it this week. What have you been playing? I've been playing Horizon and I've been playing Wildlands. Very similar list for me, except without Wildlands. But it's, not, it's a 50%. It's 50% similarity, but it's basically all been playing, so... I've been playing mostly Horizon. I actually haven't been gaming a ton the last, like, week or so. Um, today, actually, to be fair, I played a little Red Alert 3 again today. You know, oh, just yeah. gotta, gotta get in that solid Command and Conquer time. Uh, yeah, I've just, you know, I finished Zelda. Oh, I beat Zelda this week. Yeah, I was yeah. Say, you've been playing I, Zelda. I beat Zelda this week. God, I forgot about that. Yeah, I beat Zelda this week. The ending sucked. Uh, it was alright. It was fine. But, um, it was just kind of like, okay, that's it. <laughs> cool. Um... And that game was really, really good. Uh, back to Horizon, I'm probably, I don't know, probably halfway through the story of Horizon, or a little more than halfway through the story of Horizon. I've had one or two big reveals, you know, I yeah. know more about what happened. You know? Oh, yeah. You know, I don't want to get too spoilery into it, mostly because you haven't played that much, because you sit there with the game paused on your TV I for am, hours I'm at a time. Busy. I'm busy. I'm at like 40% completion rate, so I'm like, I'm good. You're not busy. March Madness, man. <laughs> That's true. That's another reason we haven't been gaming that much this weekend. Yeah, last night I've just been watching basketball. I'll be watching more today, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's 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 good though that I'm finally getting through the backlog. I'm actually making good on it, and even though buying Wildlands was you know the wrong choice, but you know what, I did it. So <laughs> another expansive open world game, you know. That is clearly the worst of the three I bought. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's fun with friends. I mean, that's that's the easy way of it. I mean, it's fun with friends. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I didn't put it in here because I don't think we got solid sales numbers here yet, but apparently it's doing well in the UK. It's Wildlands? A, yeah, yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Like, people always want to crap on Ubisoft games and Activision games and, oh, this one's going to bomb, that one's going to bomb. They don't bomb. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> they are very well received. I think I think it could very easily end up being the top selling game for March. Yeah, yeah. Very easily. It's going to be that or Andromeda. It's going to mm-hmm. be one of those two games. Um, or Horizon. So. Horizon's not, if it's not. <laughs> Horizon outsells two multi-platform yeah. games. That's incredibly impressive. Yeah, no, it's not going to. We're, we're going to talk about Horizon sales numbers in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But so Horizon, you're pretty far halfway through it. Very good. I fought my thir- first Thunderjaw, yeah. uh, which is the big like. I mean, the big one uh, that like you could have bought the statue for. It was a really cool fight. Um, I you know it's really. The game just continues to introduce new things to me. When I think it's done introducing new dinosaurs or new mechan or new things like that, there's more. I mean, there's they give you the list stuff. of show- they show you how many it's like two rows of dinosaurs. And you're I didn't look at that. I didn't look, I didn't, why? Because I, I I'm just gonna run into them. Well, I know. I'm just saying. Like you're like I don't know how many dinosaurs are left. You can look at it, and so it's like question marks. And, for I, all the and I'd rather find them. Well, you won't know what the dinosaurs are. It's just like you know how many dinosaurs there are. You're like, oh, I'm surprised there's more dinosaurs. You shouldn't be. It tells you that there's more dinosaurs. I don't want to know. You don't want to know how many more dinosaurs are. Okay. No, I just want to find them. I don't know. I'm having a good time. The combat is still fantastic. Do you still use the bow? Because I'm starting to I'm starting to move away from the bow now. Oh, I still use mostly the bow. I the game has. I mean, Zelda had the same problem. Where like most open world games run into this problem where the combat eventually you find a method where you can basically spam your way out of any fight. And that's yeah. happening in this where fire arrows can basically spam anything to death eventually. Yeah, setting people on fire for sure helps. Uh, it was just the reason I moved away from the bow is because the damage output was kind of low. What'd even with to? the hard point. Uh, the blast slings. Those deal out. So, like, I was dealing, oh. like, 20, 30 damage with the arrows. And then blast slings is just doing, like, 120s. I'm like, yeah. all right. But those, I mean, yeah. No, I, I've used those a little bit. I mostly stick to the bow. I mostly stick. I, I mean, I mostly play range and try and stay far away. 
Yeah, and no, do I've it been that way. I've been running up on people and just be like for for the smaller ones, I've been doing that more. I actually had a hard fight with uh, the stalkers. I had like three or four stalkers fighting. Stalkers are annoying. And those things are hard. Yeah, those things are mostly because the range attacks. Yeah, the range attacks are good. It's so annoying. It was it was that was very annoying. But outside of that, no, I've been mostly sticking to the bow. I need to. I use I use the but I use the um the trip caster a lot. Yeah, trip caster. I use that a lot, and I use the uh, rope caster to tie him down a lot. I use both of those a lot. I, I I wasn't using Ropecaster for a while because I only had base level Ropecaster. I just picked up the the level three Ropecaster, so I'm probably gonna use it more now. Yeah, I just I actually just got a level three Ropecaster too. Um, if you use base Ropecaster against like those birds, you can like shoot like twenty of them before it brings them down. I'm like, okay, this isn't working. Yeah, I uh, that's th- that's really cool. Just the variety and the fact that yeah, you don't even have to do that if you don't want to. Like you yeah. can fight. You can do anything you want, except obviously, you know, the different weaknesses you want to play to that. Like, there are certain ones now, because my bow is so upgraded, mm-hmm. that, like, even, um, I'm blanking on the name of them, but ones that would have been intimidating in the first couple hours of the game, uh, it's like, I get them on fire one time, and it's just gonna burn them out, because my bow does so much extra damage now. Yeah, everything base level is pretty easy now. Yeah, I only, only purple, only purple runes. No time, no time for those blues oh, yeah. and greens. No time. I, I still run some blues, because, you know, I'm not... I'm not drowning the runes yet. I'm just drowning in them. I don't, I don't have time for blues. I actually haven't upgraded my outfit yet. There's like I wanted to go straight from the base outfit to cool, like the to the purple one. That's but what I'm I like, did, yeah. I need to just go. Like I have one material that I'm missing, and I'm like, I just need to go. I know where that enemy is. I just need to go fight it and get it. The thing, I mean, it's not annoying, but like, I mean, when getting resources, like not every single snap maw. You, I don't know if you've run into snap maws. Yes, I have. Not there's two different kinds of uh, alligators. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm just. Uh, like not every single one of them is gonna have the heart of that of that creature. Yeah, which, yeah. So it's like, I mean, I get it, but it's like when you kill like six of them and you still don't get one, you're like, all right, come on. Well, that's <laughs> also why they have. They, I like what they did where they have the resources for sale and Meridian. So if you don't yeah. want to fight those monsters, you can just buy it. Did you buy fox skins there? I don't know because I need fox skins. I've been getting a lot of fox skins lately. Yeah, I have none, and I need two. And I, I keep killing foxes, and I keep not getting fox skins. Yeah, wildlife. <laughs> Probably not. They're they're not very fun to. Yeah, obviously you don't fight them. You just kind of run no. across them and you're like, oh this shit, is, I need is, to kill it. This is not Far Cry, yeah. which I always loved wildlife hunting in Far Cry. Yeah, that was fun. But yeah, especially anything that was actually tough that wasn't just going to run away from you in that game. That was fun. Yeah, yeah no. I, otherwise, and then yeah, like like I said, uh, just move, I mean, Wildlands is it's co op fun uh, with your buddies uh, going in, marking everybody, starting picking off guys, you know, coordinating, and you actually do even with my friends who are not like the most tactical people alive. Sam likes to just run into areas and, you know, get seen. But but even we, like, coordinate, like, all right, I'm going to take the guy on the right and take the guy in the middle. I'm playing with two other friends, so there's three of us, and it's like, all right. And so we're picking off, you know, collectively all at once, and it's, it's satisfying. Do they give you a fourth AI? No, they don't. That's one thing that the game annoys me about. And I played, I played a pretty good amount with just Sam, like me and a buddy, yeah. and you don't get to any AI, so you're just two people now. And it's like, I, I don't yeah. like that because... Like it puts you at a disadvantage. The AI is good. Like they're not they're not great, but they're they're competent and they do the right things and they yeah. can't get seen, which is a huge advantage <laughs> of them. So like running right through the middle. Well, like obviously if they open fire, like they're gonna get seen, but like yeah. they like people enemies can't see them, so you can kinda just use them for reconnaissance and then you can just keep picking people off while like they're over while they're doing that kind of they're stuff. They're just running to the camp. I see this one and this one. Not quite that bad, but yeah, it's not Ellie in the last And I'm stuff. I'm about there's twenty one zones, I think, or there's I think there's I think there's 19 actual bosses, and then the main guy. Um, mm-hmm. I am, uh, I am four or five zones in. I have plenty more to go. It's uh, it's 
that and Horizon are my next two. Sink my teeth into those. Yeah. And move on. I think Horizon, I'm um, probably another week or two, and then I'll be done with it, probably. Yeah, I'm probably, like, it depends on how much I play. If I play a lot over the next week, I'll probably have the Platinum by this time next week. But if not, then I'll, then I'll probably yeah. still have, I'll probably, I mean, either way, I'm not in a rush at this point, because these are the last games I'm buying of any consequence until Mario Kart 8, which even that's not, like, a t- it, well, it's a time sink in a different way, like, I don't have to. It's a, yeah, it's, it's like, it's not gonna be, like, Everything's coming once. unlocked in that out of the box, which I actually don't like. So I, I mean, I, I understand why it's a port. People will want to get in there and be no, like, like no, everything being in there makes sense. But like, you used to, to get the last no, four like, cups, you had to do the first four cups, and that, yeah, that unlocked the but cups. But like, you say, should... say you had Mario Kart and you're rebuying it, you're like, oh shit, I have to do the four cups yeah, again. The only things you have to unlock again are all the car parts. I never liked the car part system. I but... wasn't a fan of that either, but that's that's what it is. That's one of the things about the game I don't like. But but yeah, so I'm you know I have plenty of time in between now and then to finish out these two games, platinum these two games. Um, We'll talk, maybe talk about it a little bit, but I'm not buying Mass Effect anytime soon, if I buy it at all. Yeah, no. We'll see how the reviews turn out, but people were not liking it early on. They were they were having issues with it, yeah, and... Not just tech issues, they were also just saying the story wasn't grabbing them, things like that. Yeah, and I've heard people say after, like, 20 or so hours, they started to get hooked in, but, yeah. We'll, the, we'll see the, We'll see final impressions, you know, tomorrow. I, there are way too many good games nowadays to have to spend 20 hours to get hooked into a yeah, game. There are yeah. way too many good games to do that. Like, I could... I actually, It's actually weird. Like, my backlog is actually fairly cleaned up as far as, like, games I need to play. All I need... Like, Rise of the Tomb Raider is the only one that, like, I have... Like, not have to, but, like, I want to go back and beat. So, like, it's pretty cleaned up. But, like, there are so many games I've passed on that I could go back to before I go get a game that I need to put 20 hours into. Yeah, Mass Effect Andromeda... We'll have final opinions probably next week when people release their reviews. We so. will not have final opinions. We'll have final opinions on what other people think about the game. <laughs> oh, nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it, level. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, moving on, it is Horizon-related, our first story. Yep. Horizon, uh, I guess Gorilla Games announced that uh, Horizon has topped 2.6 million copies sold in the first two weeks, which, you know... That's pretty fantastic. good for them. That's fantastic. <laughs> for reference, uh, Uncharted 4, obviously a much more well-known franchise, yeah. sold 2.7 million in their first week. So this is about how half as fast, but still, like, that was a established franchise coming in with their final, like, installment. And this is, like, a brand new IP. So with, with honestly, Uncharted 4 had a much bigger marketing budget and a much higher run-up to it. Yeah. And, I mean, and also, obviously, Uncharted 4, yeah, I mean, how many people who had played the first three or had played the Nathan Drake collection and were like, oh my god, there's a new one, and yeah, there's there's absolutely nothing but good things to take away from 2.6 million yeah. in two weeks from a new IP. Uh, Sony probably already made back their money on Horizon. The mm-hmm. game's gonna continue to sell. Um, I, I've been spec, my prediction is that it's gonna be the packing game with Pro, uh, in the fall. Pro, I think it's gonna get either a $50 or $100 even price cut, and it's gonna be the packing game, cause it is, and unless it's God of War, but I think they'll want to get the like their big fall game yeah. in with the base PS4 if they're going to do a bundle, just because they're going to want to proliferate it. But yeah, um, it, it's good. Bloodborne, I remember, sold a million units in the first month, and Sony was raving about that because that was obviously a great accomplishment yeah. at the time, mm-hmm. given what it was. And Bloodborne's a completely different genre, and it's a way harder, you know, yeah, more yeah. hardcore game and a less massive mass market game. But yeah. This is definitely uh, a huge win for them. This is, I, and I'm sure this sold even better than Killzone did. So this is definitely a big, 
it's, landmark it's for their best selling launch well. in Gorilla's history. Yeah. It's outsold every Killzone game at launch. The only one that has an asterisk on it is Shadowfall, just because there were only so many PlayStations at launch. There were only so many people who could buy it. Yeah, but, but this I'm but this I'm confident great. that yeah, uh, they already announced that they're working on story DLC. Yeah, so. so yeah, there's a story DLC coming. Um, I mean, when we beat the game, maybe we can speculate on what we think that might be. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how the story ends. I, I have a little bit of concern about story DLCs and sequels for this game. That when I finish the game, I'll be able to. See yeah. if my fear is going to be realized. Yeah, obviously, it's way too soon for me to tell at all. But it's just, I, I just worry that maybe, like, too much, like, is the world going to be as interesting if I already know where everything came from and what happened? Like, is the world as interesting then? And that's, and that's, and that's, and so we'll see. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that's good. Good, good to hear that a good game sold well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then speaking of a solid game selling super well. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, MPD numbers for February were released. For Honor, topped out in the U.S., number one. Which, you know, I know a lot of people were kind of less than critically acclaimed on that. and It reviewed well. It, it, it did, like, alright. But I think, I, did, like- I think it did, it was one of those... I feel like it is with every Ubisoft game. People underestimate how much people actually buy these games. Yeah. Like, it definitely did well. And, it, th- and those betas clearly help sell it. Like, those betas... Yeah. Those, having open betas help sell your game. And I know people hate using them as, like, sales techniques, but they clearly work. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, it helps sell Wildlands as much as people hate... Some people hated the Wildlands beta, but Wildlands is clearly selling well. It's probably going to be the number two selling game of a very busy March. Yeah, yeah. I think that's definitely a, a good tactic going forward. And especially in lieu of demos, which have definitely fallen to the wayside. Having something for people to grab onto and try out before they buy the game is a definite positive for both consumers. We could actually do a topic wondering about the death of demos, but like I, I just think that overall it's harder to do demos for these kind of games nowadays. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I know there's a lot of stuff that goes in the back end of making a demo. It's a lot of extra work. Well, not even that. It's just like how would you do a demo of Horizon? Would you wall? You have to wall them off in one area, and yeah. then they only get just one get, section. Just get but, on like a story mission or something. Yeah, yeah, that's just I don't know. That's just too, like it was easier back in the day with like Uncharted or Call of Duty would do it, where like it was just one mission. And yeah, like it's, it's harder with open world games, obviously, yeah. but yeah. But yeah, so the whole ten top ten list was uh, For Honor, Resident Evil Seven still came in at number two, so glad that one has some legs i mean obviously nothing else really came out uh then gta 5 still hold on for number three uh 2k 17 uh infinite warfare rainbow six siege hold on to number six so that one it was definitely. on sale a lot that month and they had a free weekend that might help them and also you gotta put it put into perspective how many copies of these games in the bottom of the list actually probably sold yeah but like games like uh so, going on with NFL 17 and Battlefield 1, but Neo is at number 9, and that one just debuted last month. That's true, and that's a PlayStation exclusive, so that's a good showing for Neo. Once again, not a massively well-known game, no huge marketing budget. I actually saw a few ads for Neo on TV. Uh, I still haven't seen one, but I mean, obviously, you know, it, it was well-known. People people knew about it. In the it gaming community. No, but like, yeah. I mean, it, and it, it's not really a... a game for you know traditional and no. non-traditional like casual games and then finally number 10 that trash overwatch oh baby i don't know actually how if it's ever dropped out of the top 10 yet but it might have maybe like last no like last november or december I, we'd have to go back and look yeah. but yeah, i mean it's obviously got legs yeah man um but yeah i mean nothing too shocking that gta 5 being number three is just ridiculous it's just ridiculous every time like it's they they are over 75 million copies sold now of gta 5 which is just absurd it's yeah. going to end up, I think in the end, it's going to end up rivaling 
Like, it's going to be number three all time, including packing games. It's going to pass Wii Sports, probably. It depends on when they release GTA 6, and obviously Red Dead Redemption 2 will probably halt its sales, but who the fuck knows? Yeah, dude, that's... It's nuts, man. It's nuts. But yeah, obviously this list will be shaken up a little more. Now. Like, this was a pretty slow month, I'd say, in terms of new releases. Right. Mar- and, March will be and a this does And this doesn't, as I've said before, this doesn't include the week of Horizon's launch, which is why Horizon had 2.6 million copies. You gotta assume probably over a million of those plus were sold on day one. Yeah. Just from pre-orders and things of that nature. So, Horizon will be fully in next month, which will be interesting to see where it lands next to another exclusive that, you know, was on a, well, this, it isn't even exclusive, it's on two consoles. Yeah, man. So, uh, it'll be funny. Wii U sales of Breath of the Wild outsell Switch. It won't, but that would be really... <laughs> that would be the funniest Like, thing. it actually, I mean, it could. I mean, obviously there are way more so. Wii U's in the Wild mm-hmm. than Switches, but yeah. Well, that's almost like a weird sign, because like, in the U.S. so far, it's been, I think, I think somewhere near like half a million Switches have been sold in the U.S., which yeah. is weird to think about. And then, like, there's 13 million Wii U's, and there's maybe a million Switches in the wild, and, like, that's that's actually, like, that means Zelda, there's no way Zelda can even sell. If it's going to sell better on Switch, there's no way it can outsell Horizon, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, so we'll see. There, there'll be a lot of new stuff. There'll be all the Switch, like, we'll see how many Switch games launch on there, and then we'll see Horizon. There's, it's effect. going to be Zelda's going to be the only one in the top ten. You think so? What other, what other one, game? One-two Switch, man. There's no way one-two Switch. One-two Switch is a tad it has to be abysmal. Yeah, no. Like, it has to be There's bad. no way that wasn't a failure in, yeah. like, every regard. Should have been a fucking pack-in. Yeah. Expectations would have been way lower. People would have been way more receptive to it for free. Yeah. Price point matters. But, you know, Nintendo's not in the business of making good decisions. Clearly not. <laughs> Except we'll get to that later. They might be. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. the next story. Yep. Uh, so, apparently, Switch is doing better than I expected. They have doubled their production through the end of 2017 fiscal year. Which from, is end of March next year. Yeah. From eight. To 16 million, which is insane. That's like, you double your production. Something must, something they saw must have triggered that. They either were way under predicting how many they were going to sell, or they saw this and they're like, okay, we're going to have so many fucking, like, the, the supply is not meeting the demand at all. Yeah, they, I mean, they might just be seeing higher market demand than they anticipated. I mean, to be honest, like, 8 million plus the 2 million that was shipping in this fiscal year was 10 million. Now we're up to 18 million projected in the first 13 months. 18 is a good number. 18 is a strong number. 10 is yeah. acceptable number. Like, 10 not horrible, but it's not great. Yeah. Like, and I think 18, if they really can, and that doesn't mean they sell through 18 mm. million in 13 months. Yeah. Like, people don't understand, like, and not even to put on my industry cap, but I work in supply chain. Like, you have to set these contracts out six, seven, eight months in advance at a minimum with companies like Foxconn. Like, yeah. they are not sitting around waiting for an order from Nintendo. That's not how these companies operate. They're, they're booking the production they're going to be making in July. They booked it in January. It's over. So if they wanted more for the holidays, it's going to be really tough to get them to make more because there's certain supply limitations. I'm not going to get too far in the weeds into it. But for people like who are looking for good signs for this, which is obviously one, yeah. and the holiday is the proof in the pudding for this thing. I think it's going to have supply issues until the holidays. If Nintendo is smart, which they are not, <laughs> they would have already had a plan to have five plus seven plus million ready for the holidays so they can sell over a three four month period yeah and that's when you their ads have to include zelda in them they have to remind people about zelda zelda's going to get forgotten about by people outside of the hardcore gaming sphere mm-hmm. by by november because they're not advertising for it even now because they can't sell you the system they want you to buy it on 
Yeah, but I mean, at that point, won't they be pushing Mario? Assuming Mario push, doesn't get pushed back. They're going to push both. Mario is obviously the mass market appeal, but reminding people that there's more. Because once again, then it's going to be people are going to go, well, I'm not just buying this thing to play Mario. You need to but tell people. people will buy Mario just for Mario. Not that. I'm not. Not that many. <laughs> I don't. I don't think people are going to see Mario and Zelda and be that much, you know, more convinced than just seeing Mario. I think they're going to need like a, they're going to need a better uh, commercial like montage type thing. That's what I'm to, saying. Yeah. I'm not saying there's going to be standalone Zelda ads. Yeah. I'm saying the montage has to be here. Are all the things you can play on the Switch. It's not Super Bomb Man R. <laughs> that that will never be heard from again. <laughs> yeah. It's no. Just, it, you just you can't have this whole. I don't know, you can't you can't have it going into fall with the exact same problem it has now. Like Zelda is not as mass market is not, uh, does not have the mass market success of Mario, obviously. But like you have to remind people, there's critically acclaimed game that every games journalist is still going to be yapping about by then because the games industry has turned into Nintendo sales reps. Like they're still going to be yapping about it. Like people people are going to need to be reminded in the mix of Battlefront Two, which I don't care what you say, is going to be huge. The ads for that are going to be insane. And if it's they, gonna be that the nist- I wonder if they're gonna do like the, la- the last time they did it was because it was uh, Star Wars Episode Seven was coming out and they were just doing like the full on nostalgia nostalgia poll. I wonder if they're gonna do the same tactic or if they're gonna be like, you know what, it's probably not gonna work, but you know what, you'll buy it anyway. We'll just go full Star. Well, Wars if they on. put if they put in a more robust single if they put in a robust single player campaign of any capacity, that game's gonna sell like hotcakes. If they put in space battles again and they fix it, it's gonna sell like hotcakes. Like the game sold like. 18 million copies last time. It's not like this game is struggling to find an audience. Yeah. So, it's going to be in the mix of that, Destiny 2, the new Call of Duty, which is supposedly going back. It says back to our roots. Don't know if that's Modern Warfare, World War II, but it sounds like boots on the ground that people are going to like. And then you also have this thing called Red Dead Redemption 2, which is going to dominate the airwaves. Mm -hmm. So, So, they definitely... I mean, the, the supply is only one of their many issues, so I'm glad they're at least addressing it. Yeah, and with yeah, and with only one of the big holiday games even available on your console, with Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah, I was gonna say that, that that's that's really where like not having the multi platform on one of the biggest multi platform holiday seasons like of ever basically, not having that multi platform support or multi, uh, third party support. That's that's going to hurt them a lot. It is. It's absolutely going to hurt them. But we'll, we'll see if they're able to find a clever way to market the thing. And who knows what they announced at E3. Maybe Animal Crossing this fall. Maybe Pokemon. Both of those. I mean, those sell the Switch more so. Yeah. Like, well, all, all of these things would sell the Switch, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so moving on. Yeah. So Sony announced uh, this week that they were uh, basically, they, they used to have this thing, which was like the spring sale, that they've renamed the Play Collective. But basically, it's four consecutive weeks starting next week. Six weeks. Oh, wow. It used to be four. Okay, they're at six weeks now. So six consecutive weeks of, like, new games. Like, just, like, brand new launch games. And they're indies. They're spotlighting indies. Yeah. yeah, That's Basically, they uh, they spotlight new indie games. They get, like, a lineup of indie games to come out week after week. They give you a 20% discount if you're a PS Plus member. And it's basically a good way for them to kind of spotlight especially earlier it was spotlighting during a slower season uh that's less applicable now but still kind of it's not like super busy in april so yeah i can uh list off what what all the games are so starting march 21st 
Uh, they're launching everything, which I don't know if, you, if you've looked at the video or gameplay of this game. No, I heard it's like... It's a- insane. <laughs> Yeah. So basically, you can zoom. It, it's almost like uh, what was that one game? Spore. Yeah. PC. You can like zoom into a micro scale to like bacteria, and then zoom out to like planet scale. It's like not even a game. It's just like a let's see how far you can zoom in and zoom out and do like crazy shit. It's a you should watch the trailer though because it's like they they have dubbed over it with like the narration of a philosopher or something. It's really cool. Anyway, that that's the first game coming out. The then March twenty eighth. Rain World, this game, uh, we talked about it last week. Yeah. Uh, it looks cool. Uh, you play as a subclat, and it's a pixel-based, you know, exploration-type game. It's cool. I- I'm-, I'm definitely interested. Then, uh, April 4th, Parappa the Rapper Remastered. Some people are excited for this. I don't know if it's going to have a huge traction. Yeah, I don't care. But, yeah. Not, not that interested. Then, uh, April 11th, Cosmic Star Heroine. This game was another one that's like, it's weird. It's all these are like long in the making. Like, this game was announced like two or three years ago. Yeah. But, cool art style. Yeah, so it's very reminiscent of those old NES, uh, actually Super Nintendo RPGs, sort of like Chrono Trigger, stuff like that. So, could be really cool. Then, April, tw- April 18th, we've got Full Throttle Remastered. This is another in the line of, uh, LucasArts adventure games that they've been remastering. They did uh, Grim Fantango first, then Day of the Tentacle, which was a PS Plus game a couple of months ago. And now they're remastering another one of their old adventure classics. I wonder how well they're doing. Because I know, I know the Day of the Tentacle went to PS Plus so pretty fast. So did Grim Fandango pretty fast. I gotta imagine that's planned ahead of time. Because I gotta think with a game like, with, with those kind of games, the people who are gonna buy it. The fans of those series buy them very quickly. Yeah. And then I can't imagine that Full Throttle Remastered has massive residual sales after that. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think they'll, this, this could easily be like a June PS Plus game. Yeah, not, or this fall, whenever. It'll yeah. probably be this year, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So that's cool that they're, they're doing that. I, clearly they wouldn't have done it for three consecutive ones if it hadn't been doing well for them. Well, they announced all three at once, so I think they're kind of stuck. I mean, but three. they, if it's, if it's doing bad enough, they could easily, like, yeah, no. Just, just quietly cancel it. That's true. Uh, and then the last one, April 25th, What Remains of Edith Finch, another one that's been in development for a while. This is from... Giant Sparrow, the team behind Unfinished One. Yeah, so and they've this, got a pretty good pedigree. This game's been in development for a very long time. Sony ended their arrangement with them. I think this is a PS Plus exclusive launch, but like it's coming everywhere else eventually. Mm. Uh, it was a PlayStation exclusive being incubated at XDev. They left XDev. Uh, seemingly on good terms, but the game was just taking kind of forever to come out. Yeah. Um, the game looks interesting. It's probably the most intriguing to me of all the games on this list as far as games I probably, like, I'm, I'm interested in it. And it's weird because, like, obviously the incentive 20% off just gets you to pre-order now. Mm-hmm. But this is a game I really want to wait for reviews for, so we'll see if reviews come out before it launches. Yeah, it's definitely, it reminds me of, uh, what was that one game? Everybody Goes to the Rapture. Just visually looks like yeah. it. And from what I've heard, like, that you're walking around and, like, looking at stuff and figuring out the story from there. Or, like, a Gone Home type game or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it could be very interesting. Um, but, yeah, from all those selections, I think uh, the the Slugcat game is probably the most interesting for me. Wait a second, is the 28th? Oh, Mario Kart comes out on a Friday? I did not know that. Yeah. Learning new things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Nintendo does the Friday launches. A lot of people do nowadays. Fridays have become way more popular yeah. than launches. Well, Nintendo started it. Uh, no one else has caught on to Nintendo also did Sunday launches. I was going to say, like, no one else has caught on to the Sunday launches yet. <laughs> think, I mean, for a reason. Like, that's yeah. just a dumb one. Friday makes so much more sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so 
a good list of games that's good that Sony's spotlighting some indies, uh, kind of getting back into that. Which they've been doing it on PS4, but they've kind of, at times, it seems like they've lost their ways with their indie messaging. Like, they've yeah. just kind of gotten distracted by big AAA things, big AAA things. Like, or PSX is a big platform for them to talk about indies. E3, you're not really seeing indies anymore at E3 at all. Yeah, I mean, that, that. I think the main reason we saw so many indies early in the cycle was because we didn't have those AAA games yet. I think now that they have them on ready and on, like, pretty regular release, they're like, all right, let's spotlight these. The indies yeah. were more filler for them. But it is good to see them go up against, say, Nintendo, who's, like, pushing all indies right now to be like, hey, we still got the indies here, too. Yeah, but Nintendo's pushing all indies because they don't have anything else. I know, it was the early Sony strategy. <laughs> yeah, but, but Sony's like, but we still got them. There's no promise of anything else on it. Do you want to play Skyrim? It's only going to be six years old this fall. It's going to be awesome. And it's probably not even going to be that good. <laughs> no. It's probably going to run very poorly. Um, yeah. Uh, outside of that, other announcements. Capcom announces the Disney Afternoon Collection. Yep. So they're not... I think it's like six of their old NES games that they're re-releasing. They did a similar thing with the Mega Man Legacy Collection. I uh, don't know how the sales were for that, but... Clearly, that's Capcom's all about releasing, you know. Oh, Capcom's old, about going back to the well, man. Yeah, milking, getting, milking that shit. Yeah, I mean, I, so it's interesting. This Capcom this year has released Resident Evil Seven and then released this. Clearly, they're trying to build up. Uh, they're trying to restore their image, I think, a little bit. They definitely had kind of a bad image going going the last couple of years. But yeah. I think with Street Street Fighter Five, what they've done post launch, also. These like old re-releases and Resident Evil Seven. I think they're kind of building up. Marvel vs. Capcom also is a promising. I'm not a fighting game guy, but you know, it's, yeah. I know people in the fighting community are relatively happy with that so far, and it seems to be going platform based, which you know people also like. So good on Capcom. This will be good to pull at those nostalgia strings again. <laughs> and then a not shocking move: Drawn to Death announced to be PS Plus for April, which is just a way of making it free to play without having to make it free to play because the developer is Sony, so they're not getting any money out of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this was not not too uh, not too hidden a move, but yeah, it's it's good, I guess. You know, get the player base in there. Clearly, we we been foretelling that this would not sell well. It's gonna bomb. It's gonna bomb on PS Plus. It's not gonna keep a community. Yeah, it will, but like not a robust one. Yeah, so I mean, PS Plus in this case would be a better way to they're, mask that a little bit. They're trying to Rocket League it, which makes sense to an extent. But one, I, I mean, this game could be Rocket League, but I doubt it. But they just did it with Disc Jam too, and it's like you can't. I mean, you keep doing this, like people aren't going to stick around with these games. They just there's too much else coming out, and Rocket League hit at the right time and caught the right number of people, and, and it was a quality was a, game. It's also a quality game. Drawn, I'm, it's, we shouldn't criticize Drawn and Death. Yeah, we, None of us have played it yet. we haven't played it. It's cool art style. It's a cool concept. I don't know how much I want to look at that for, you know, hours, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, so I mean, and it also fills one of their game quotas. That's yep. the, it second, helps both of them. Second PS Plus game is going to yeah. be Knack. Yeah. The Knackening. So? The Knackening. Dude, I can't wait till Knack 2 is their big fall game. Yeah, it's not God of War or any of the other. They're, well, Red Dead, Red Dead Two and Destiny Two are they're like they're gonna basically cheat them like big fall games. Well, and Call of Duty, but do, De- do they still have the partnership for Destiny Two? That no one knows if they have it for Call of Duty okay. and Destiny Two. I would imagine for a couple of reasons, mostly being that Destiny sold demonstrably better on PlayStation Four than on Xbox One, in part thanks to the marketing deal. Yeah, I can't imagine. Activision and Sony not looking at that and going, why would you go to Xbox? There are less Xboxes. Like, and Destiny, I could be wrong, but Destiny is not about, it's a good looking game. It is not about being a technical showcase where being on the Scorpio, I think, is going to matter. 
Yeah, and it was on last. It's like Destiny One was on last gen console, so clearly this one is obviously not it's being not, built. But yeah, and like I mean, Destiny One didn't even get pro support to be fair because it was so close to the end of the life cycle. It's like we're not going to spend the resources to have yeah. people go back and up, which made made sense. Um, you need a selling point for Destiny Two as well. Well, sorry, that's not this. Yeah, but but I'm just saying. I just I can't imagine that. Bungie, maybe some of the exclusivity stuff like goes away or becomes not as bad as it was because it was a year for most content, and um, it was like big, like it was. It, was like, it wasn't like wet, like individual. It was also like strikes and like full yeah, like strikes. content. And there were weapons too, and so and the Hawk Moon was the best pistol in the game, and it yeah. was exclusive PlayStation for a year. Um, but I think that that's going to stay the same. Call of Duty, I got to imagine it's going to stay the same because they just switched the Call of Duty World Championships to playing on PlayStation. I can't imagine you'd make the pro players make that switch unless it was a long-term switch. I can't imagine it was a one-time thing. Yeah. Because those kind of players, I mean, switching from an Xbox controller to a PS4 controller is a big deal for those kind of people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think both those deals will stay. And Red Dead Redemption 2 has already been announced that that's a Sony partnership. I think that, honestly, Rockstar is going to be with Sony for life because I think they still owe them for agents somehow. <laughs> I think that's Sony's like you always for life. I remember, yeah, that conspiracy theory. Like every year, they're gonna announce something. <laughs> I, something I'm, I'm so- still waiting for Agent to resurface, man. It's totally a thing that's gonna happen. Uh, that's totally it's a thing a th- that people still care about. Well, I mean, it doesn't even matter. Like that, they could call it whatever, but an exclusive Rockstar IP would, would sell consoles like crazy. Yeah. Like it just would. I mean, well, that's why they get the partnership with the Switch, and then they rock it off. Oh my god, could you imagine <laughs> GTA Chinatown Wars Two? I need it. I would. I'd buy that. <laughs> To be fair, I'll buy almost anything that Rockstar North makes. So did Rockstar North make that? I doubt it. I think it was Leeds or something. <laughs> I doubt it was North. It was uh, not. North, but it was the best. North busy making. That's not true. But okay. Um, yeah. So I'm 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 pretty excited um, for the <laughs> John to death. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I I was trying to, and I just can't get there. Um, I'll download it. I haven't even played either of the PS Plus games for this month. So what was the other one that wasn't uh, Distram? Exactly. Uh, oh, um, uh, Tearaway unfolded. So they're just the oh yeah, uh, new launches, and they're going one, to the though. first party. Well, finally, they're going to go to the first party. Well, I think for a while, especially during months where a lot of things are coming out, you can have lesser PS Plus offerings in those months because people are distracted. Yeah, but over the summer, I think is when you need to hit good PS Plus offerings. Yeah, so we what might get some good funds coming up. Uh, next up on the announcements, Crawl is coming to PS4 April 11th. It's uh, pretty interesting, like, multiplayer. It's, like, asynchronous competitive multiplayer, sort of like Evolve would be, but for, like, a, a 2D beat-em-up. Basically, you have human, you have one human, and four people who play as ghosts, and basically, for the human, you're treating it like you would a level of some beat-em-up game where you try to get to the end and beat the boss, but the, the twist on it is there's four players who actually possess the monsters you fight, and try to kill you, and whoever kills the human becomes the human. It's like a really cool kind of competitive thing. It's it's not really something you see too often. So it's a cool game. It's I think it's already out on PC, but it's cool that they're bringing it to PS4. Yeah, and then Dear God, Dear God coming to PS4 and Vita April 25th. I put this up there because it was very quick after the crawl game. Looked at the Metacritic score; it's like 65. So probably not too much to say about this game. Nailed it. <laughs> and then. Uh, Last up on the reveals, uh, Sonic Forces, which is the title of it. Oh, Jesus. Got to turn off my volume, folks. So, so there, there, Sega had announced last year they were releasing a retro throwback Sonic game, which was Sonic Mania, and then a brand new Sonic game, 
they announced yesterday that I uh, not yesterday last week that it was Sonic Forces and they showed some gameplay for it. It looks like Sonic. It's basically it basically a sequel to Sonic Generations, which is the best they could possibly have done. Like in terms of things people wanted, Sonic Generation sequel is probably number one on there. Like I mean, obviously this is out of context gameplay, um, but it just looks like it's just how many like what can we randomly do to this while you run down a track. Oh, they put it's, Switch on there. Oh, I didn't yeah, realize it was coming yeah, to Switch. Yeah, it's coming to Switch as well. Oh, so. that, that's right. They announced that when they first announced it. That's right. Yeah. This, this is a game coming out in holiday. I can't imagine it doing well anywhere but a console. Like, if Nintendo has nothing, that it does well there because there's nothing. But, like, I can't imagine this doing well. Yeah, maybe, I mean, they might have expectations. Because this, this straight up looks like Sonic Generations. They might have similar expectations of that. That's true. They might not be expecting two million copies. They might be expecting a couple million, maybe. Yeah, and at the same time, they use that news to cover up the fact that they, they also had announced that Sonic Mania got pushed back to summer, which, you know, fine. <laughs> sure, totally. Yeah. yeah. Besides, yeah, and then moving on, uh, Telltale CEO steps down. Yep. He's uh, moving on. Uh, not that worried about it. Telltale has become a huge production. Yeah, and the, the, I think uh, he's handing off the reins to his co-founder, who was the CEO before him, so it's not like... They're getting someone new. Or well, also losing disarray. the CEO doesn't at the end of the day. Like it depends it on the, it depends on the operation, but like it doesn't all of a sudden make the writers go. Well, now I can write shitty games. <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't change that. I think I think Telltale's actually doing good work right now. Um, I thought Batman was really good, uh, and t- oh, Walking Dead season three has been really good so far. Uh, episode three comes out in like a week or so. It might be this week. It's this week or next week. I believe it's next week. It's probably next we can week. Check on yeah, because I think it was like the last possible day in March because they promised March. So it's like the <laughs> last possible day in March. Those are the best ones. Like, March 31st. We got it. We we met our promise. Uh, and yeah, one more aside here. Uh, someone who sent in their Switch. They, so this is weird. They like indirectly confirmed that there's cloud saving on the Switch because someone had sent in their Switch with their Zelda save. And they had it, like, refurbished, which means they had to, like, format the drive and stuff. And when they got it back, obviously, because it was formatted, they didn't have the Zelda save date on there. But there was an icon, like, a cloud icon that they hit, and it said, like, download update. And they downloaded their game save through that. So people are like, okay, so it supports cloud saving. But, I mean, we'll see when they actually roll that out. And it is March 28th for Walking Dead, so Uh that's what I'll be playing on March 28th. The two hours it'll take me. Yeah. Uh, No, that's not surprising. I mean... When it came out that you couldn't move your save files, I, I immediately was like, this has to be a temporary issue. This could not be, like, yeah. <laughs> they could not be serious in, in 20, in, like, have no way to get them off. Now, forget even, like, no cl- cloud saves. I like, couldn't copy them to the SD card, can't get them off anyway. Like, this obviously there's a cloud system coming. I think it's probably going to come with their online services. I hope that you at least get an amount of free storage if you don't pay for the online service. Yeah. I hope. PlayStation doesn't do that. I don't think. I think no, there's... you do. You get you get free cloud saves. You don't get you as do? much. You don't get oh, as much. Oh, that was okay. I think so. no. Yeah, the the PS Plus just gives you like automatic, um, like free. I I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but regardless, like it, it's something that you need nowadays. It's just if something does happen to my yeah. Switch and I have to get a new one or whatever happens, like it's just nice to be able to get my save data back. I would hate. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't plan on going back to Zelda like at all. But it would still suck to lose my save file. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are people who definitely feel really strongly about that. So, no, I mean, it's, it's also just, come on. Like, come on. Yeah, like, this is a basic <laughs> thing. Like, we did it. Xbox 360 had this. PlayStation 3 had it. Yeah, it's like, come on. That was PS Plus exclusive. That was back PS Plus. Then. Okay, that's what it was. 
It might be now. I just honestly, I have PS Plus and I will have PS Plus in, in perpetuity. So I don't really yep. think about it. I have PS Plus till May 2018 right now. So like, I don't even really care. They just discontinue all the free games. Like, I don't care. Whatever. Yeah, they already have my money. So <laughs> yeah. They're going to cut. They got. I, I don't know when they're going to announce. It's going to be a blog post, but like, because obviously you don't make an announcement out of cutting PS3 and Vita <laughs> games, but they're going to cut PS3 and like at least one of them. They're like, going on a one a month. Yeah. Like, who's still subscribing to PS Plus on PS3? Yeah. Like, like, like you don't need it to play online. <laughs> and, like, the people who are still gaming on PS3 are not the people spending money on new games. Because they're, I mean, like, they're just not. Yeah, Persona no, they're, they're 5, way too long. Persona 5 is the last hurrah of PlayStation 3. Yeah, and that was definitely not necessary. <laughs> well, so they did Not it. here. Yeah, they, Japan it was necessary. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh, so that's, I mean, that's obviously coming. Yeah. So, that was... The last aside, uh, not too much in terms of news this week. Obviously, a lot slower week. So we'll we'll go back to our old main topic of the week format here. Uh, my main topic I brought in was side quests. Since we've been playing so much Horizon, I just want to know what your opinion is on how much side questing should there be and what kind of side quests they are. What's the perfect side quest format for a game? Well, perfect side quest. I I like anecdotally related to this main story. Not required to mm. understand the main story, but you get you get depth. You get something extra from it. Like there are there are things in Horizon. There's a side quest I did where I just that's where I discovered a new robot dinosaur. Yeah. Um. And I wouldn't have found it otherwise. I I mean I would have found it otherwise. But I think Horizon has this thing where like until you find these dinosaurs in these specific areas, they they don't populate in the world until yeah. you find them, or at least like I they, know the tall necks. Like the well, the, the tall necks are them. different. Tall okay. necks are different. But I mean, like I didn't notice. Any of the uh, of the shell walkers, even though I walk by shell walker areas that are not shell walker areas, until I did the cauldron that then was shell walkers. I haven't noticed. I've been I've been in almost all of the map, and I haven't seen a single thunder jaw until I did the thunder jaw. Then I walked back to an area that I've already been in. There's a thunder jaw. Oh. so like I just I kind of wonder if they play it that way. But I like it in that way where like it gave context. It gave also gave context to the world and how like these people were doing it. It was quick. Um, and it gave good rewards. Uh, anything that's a fetch quest sucks. Yeah. Fetch quests are terrible. And I don't know, like, I understand it, like, it beefs out the game in an artificial way. But, like, they got they got to be sitting there. Like, these quest designers got to know. Yeah, that's the thing with fetch quests nowadays, especially in a game where, like, we're slowly, I think, as a whole, getting used to having, you know, smaller experiences. What's the point of beefing out a 25-hour game to, like, a 30-hour game if it's five hours of extra side quests of, like, just fetching things? Like, why? Do they really think people still want that? Yeah, or follow quests. Nobody likes follow quests. They're yeah. terrible. And they're just, they're not fun. You don't enjoy yourself. And you don't, like, and you could just have the story delivered other ways. Like, mm. I, I think that side quests, um, yeah, fetch quests are bad. Going and getting this many of X ingredients are not great. Like, you know, or this item. I think the crafting is a good middle ground for that particular line. It's, oh, it's definitely better than yeah. a fetch quest, but it's yeah. still, I mean, it's still when it's like, all right, like in, like Zelda had a couple of those where it's like, all right, I had to go take pictures of guardians for one. And it's like, all right, cool. Now I have to go out of my way to go find guardians and I picture, all right, cool. I'm leaving now. Picture. Okay. I'm leaving now. Like it wasn't, you know. Yeah, it's it's when you. I think it's when you do it as like an errand for someone else that it starts to feel like okay, you're just giving me experience for doing this random stuff. Whereas with crafting, it feels like you're getting like tangible rewards for hunting stuff down. Yeah, and I I think that Horizon actually does its side quests very well. Um, so far, every side quest that I've done at least has had a, has had a point mm-hmm. and has had a story purpose. Um, 
I've, I, I find the world interesting in Horizon. I've had a couple of side quests, though, especially in Meridian, where it's like, I need you to go get, where it was either fetch quest or, like, hunting quest. Yeah. I already had the item, so I just turned them oh, in, yeah. like, immediately. I'm like, sweet. Feels good. <laughs> just instant EXP uh, gratification. One of them, actually, on the, on the outskirts of Meridian was, like, a really funny conversation between two people. Like, it's Horizon's oh, yeah. a really well-written game. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy it. But, um, yeah, I just, I think there's obviously examples of the padding, like, but The Witcher does it really well, and The Witcher almost does it to a fault, where, like, The Witcher did it so well that I really didn't know if I was doing a main quest or a side quest unless I looked. Yeah. They, they were indistinguishable, and the side quests were unique, and they were not fetch quests, and they were not just go do these random things, and they were fully, to take a complete shot at Zelda, because I find their storytelling to be lazy, like, they were fully voice acted. Yeah. <laughs> Even Horizon has that. It's, 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 a, it's a requirement of open world games to have a fully voice acted game. Like yeah. you just you just have to. It doesn't have to be a cutscene, but yeah. to have voice. Yeah, if you're a triple A release, even Fallout Four, which had probably metric shit ton of dialogue, had all voice acting. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's and a part of it I'm sure is budget, and part of it I'm sure was file size, and part of it I'm sure was also just not wanting to pay voice actors to do it in two languages. But like at the same time, like it's just. I, so there were so many side stuff in Zelda that I decided, I just clicked through. I just, I'm like, I'm not reading this. I'm just not. Like, I'm doing my thing. I want to get back to doing shrines and, you know, beating the game. Like, the world just didn't grab me where, like, when Horizon is like, you know, I'm, I don't want to read. All right. That's basically the long short of it. I don't want to read. Well, there's still a lot of reading in like, but it's not like side quest dependent. Yeah. It's world building type stuff. Where and you I find actually, those text I enjoy reading that. And that stuff's fine. Yeah. That stuff's fine to not be voice acted. I wish it was, but like, certain things are, they're actual documents that you're supposed to read. Yeah. And everything that's an audio, there's tons of audio logs. There are audio logs, too. Yeah, it's, the game is, yeah. Horizon, I think, does it right, and I think they do open world games right in a lot of ways, where it's a lot of things I like in open world games that can become tedious when there's 20 of them. Mm-hmm. Towers, there's five of them. Cauldrons, yeah. there's like four or five of them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, it's not 25 towers and 25 bandit camps and... Oh, we have to go out of our way to make sure that you feel like there's a lot of territory to conquer. You're making incremental noise. Like, you make big jumps in territory control. Like, you know, and that's yeah. what that game is. And people, not to keep bringing it up, but people keep trying to talk about how Zelda's changed open world games forever. And I hope not, because I think what Horizon does is the right way to do the open world games we've been doing for a long time. And, and Zelda can do it that way, and that's still great. Mm-hmm. But I think they can both exist side by side and both be great instead of being... Every game has to be set you loose in a world that... Most studios are not going to have the time and resources to do, like yeah. a first party does. Or leveling up, getting XP, getting crafting, exploring new areas, running into walls, going, I gotta get better, going back, coming mm. back. like the, the grind. The grind, man. Yeah, I, I think there's definitely elements to take away from both of those games, but in terms of pure side quests, I think Horizon does it far superior. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I guess this isn't the main topic, but uh, it transitions kind of into it in terms of the perfect open world type thing you would want the elements that i would want from zelda would be like the puzzles you find the natural environmental puzzles yeah when you get to towers some of them have challenges as to how you would climb it but those are all side quests to me anything that's not this is a main story quest is a side quest okay so you count all the shrine quests or side quests okay so that that actually that that's one of the things that i like that sort of transitioned over the years where they've made some like before it used to be main quest side quest collectibles They've done, and collectibles always was like the worst, the weakest of the third branch. Uh, oh, yeah, because it was boring. Pick this up. They've done a lot better jobs, I think, of in, in recent years, kind of mixing the collectibles and the side quests together. Like when you come to a site that has some side quest, uh, some collectible, there'll usually be like some 
scenario around it or something. Like, you might find yeah. a figure surrounded by a group of enemies or something. Well, like, in Horizon, like, there's the points of interest, or what is it, uh, vantage points? Vantage points, yeah. That, like, when you go there, it actually is showing you, like, where you were, and it shows you, like, something that was going on in the area. It shows you a picture of what used to be there. And it's, like, it's not really that different, but it's better than, you know, the Assassin's Creed. I got up tall here, and I'm sinking now, and I'm just spinning around the area. Like, mm. there, there's, there's story context to where you're going. And I think that, I mean, not to get too far, but Collectibles Horizon also does right, because it's the right amount. It's yeah. The, it's the right amount of things. And it forces you to go to different areas, which is a lot of what Collectibles do in open world games. They force you to go to different areas of the map, because mm. you just stay they on the, the map ro- for a reason. <laughs> right, and if you just stay on the roads in Horizon, you're going to run into far less than if you actually, you know, go yeah. off the beaten path. Um, yeah, and this is, I mean, right now, these two games are obviously the two games on everyone's mind. Um, I'll be interested to see. I actually haven't seen Mass Effect and Drama's trophy list. I'm sure it's up. But I haven't seen it. I just wonder if it's collectibles heavy too. But that's the thing too where like collectibles and things like that always frustrate me in trophy lists. And ukulele coming up, one of them is collect 1,200 whatever they are. Like 1,200 of something. Like, yeah. And they could be everywhere and they could be easy to find. But you're going to miss seven. And you're going to have to figure out which seven you fucking missed. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes they'll do it where there's like 1,500 of them and you have to find 1,200 of them or something like that's that. True. But that, that's It like, said all yeah. 1,200. Oh, okay. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I, I like the the in terms of trophy list where where it's like it's not maddening if you overlooked something. Yeah, and I mean Horizon actually is a great trophy list. Like it's you, there's no missables. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that's that grindy. There's nothing that that is that difficult. The only thing for me that's going to take some time is I'm just going to go do the hunting lodges. I just don't want to do them. But like, <laughs> they really don't take. And like most of them are relatively easy and they won't take much time. So yeah. the, I'm glad again they moderated. They have, instead of having a lot of the same types of activities, they kind of just had a, a small amount of each activity. So there's only five hunting lodges, which each there's have three. five hunting lodges? That's not that much. And each one only has three events. So, like, that's like, they could have padded out, they could have they could have put more, but they know, should, like, this is the limit. I shouldn't be that sour at hunting lodges. The only reason I'm that sour about it is because in the first one, there's one that I, like, is just, I don't like at all. And the other two were actually fine and didn't take me, to, like, I think the one I had to do twice, but outside of that, like, they're relatively easy. But, like, yeah, I just, I don't want to go do the, uh, do that log one. Just don't want to do it. Yeah, no, that one was kind of, it was so luck-based. It's that finicky, was the issue yeah. I, I feel like I'm having to do it, like, six times. But, anyways... <laughs> Yeah, mo- moving past that, I think just going back to side quests, like, it just, it's when it's add something to the story, isn't just, hey, go run here, do, like, pick up this, run back. Like, it just, it respects my time. Like, more and more as I get busier in life, and as games honestly get bigger yeah. and longer, I more pay attention to, is this game respecting my time? Am mm-hmm. I wasting time just doing nothing? And in Horizon, I don't feel like that's the case. In Zelda, I felt like that was the case sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think that in Wildlands, I feel like that's the case a decent amount actually where I'm like, all right, this is a waste of my time to have to drive to this location. Yeah. Like, nothing's happening. If enemies show up, I'm just going to drive past them. I'm not like, this isn't like, yeah, fast travel is definitely becoming more and more of a thing nowadays. And they have fast travel. You just have to unlock it. So like, and, and I get why, because once again, they want you to see the map they made, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they didn't make this for nothing, but and I think Horizon's smart to limit your fast travel until you eventually can buy the item that lets you do unlimited fast travel. Yeah, and even then, like the, you, you find those fast travel packs everywhere. You get crafting. Like I, I don't even think about it when I fast travel because I'm sitting on, like three of them. But like you can craft them really easily, and that you get them all the time. So I, I like games that do, I would rather them had it unlimited from the start. But like I like games that are like they respect the fact that sometimes you don't want to just 
go around and admire the world. Sometimes you just want to get straight to the story beats, and they let you make that decision on your own. Yeah, there are definitely runs of different games. Like, I mean, like with what I'm playing now, it's like with Wildlands, it's like I just want to do the story missions right now. I just want to, I want to clear out the areas, and if I decide to platinum the game, which I probably will, I'll come back and I'll clean up the areas later. I'm not going to do that bit by bit now. I'm not going to, you know, scrub the map now. Mm. Um and that, that game, and that game actually, like, it is bigger than Horizon is in terms of co- number of collectibles and number of things going on, but, like, it also is not egregious. Like, each area, it's like, there are eight documents in this area. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, that's why I, I, st- I don't think I'm ever going to Platinum Uncharted 4 despite how much I love that game, because it's, like, 200-something collectibles throughout all of them. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just not doing that. I'm just yeah. not. I, I don't have time, and I don't have the energy to... Yeah, and I think that's one of the more old style of collectibles where you can sit in a place and you just have to go find it. You look it up yeah. and I just, it's not I just like... don't see myself doing that. And I think that, I don't know, as side quests become more and more prevalent and like people try and tell deeper and more rich and more optional stories that I think is becoming a bigger thing in open world games. Uh, I think that we're going to see people lean closer to the way The Witcher and Horizon do, do it than the way of the past where, and the way Far Cry did in the past where it was just fetch quests. Yeah, and even the new Far Cries are a lot better about that, too, where the yeah. side quest would be, like, the drug mission where someone injects yeah. you with drug, and it's, like, a different drug every time, so you might trip out differently. Yeah, those, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how Assassin's Creed does it this year. Because, yeah. I mean, they kind of talked about how they're taking away the linearity of the story, and they want it to be completely non-linear, so I'll be interested to see if maybe it's all just side quest slash main quest, there is no quest, you're just kind of doing things. Yeah, the blurring of those two will be interesting to see. It'll be... Assuming Assassin's Creed comes out this year, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I could see them pushing it and trying to be February's biggest game next year. Yeah, that'd be interesting because if they have taken a year off, they can break their usual cycle. People were expecting it like October, November every year. Now they can kind of do it whenever they want. Yeah, not only that, they can kind of. I mean, they can avoid the Titans of the fall that are yeah, going to be just be bashing it out, and then in February do a big do an IGN first type deal in January and be like, we, this is what we fixed. It's better. We, you know, we listened, mm. even though I thought syndicate was fantastic. <laughs> and, yeah, it was. And, uh, and yeah, then they can come back bigger and better. That's what I think they're going to do. I think we'll see it obviously at E3, but yeah. Yeah. We're coming up on E3. Three months. Now. Uh, less than, yeah, around three months. Yeah. Basically three months. That's sneaking up on us. I, I think that that's going to be, it's good. It's good. This is going to be a big E3. I only have to watch one thing at work on Monday, which is good. Only the Ubisoft conferences oh, during okay. work on Monday. And the Nintendo Direct, they'll fuck it up and do a live to video again, preaching to the people who already pay attention to Nintendo. As long as it's Muppets. God. All puppets. God. Do a live show. Live shows matter. They just do. Yeah, we'll see. They might. But it'll only be in Japan, in Japanese. Someone will dub over it, you know. Please, no. Please do a U.S. focus. It's a U.S. show, I feel yeah, like. I feel like it'll be it's, Reggie it's and all those people. <laughs> they need to, like, they need to... Yeah, a direct is just not going to do it. People don't watch directs who aren't Nintendo fans. They just don't. People don't watch hour-long YouTube videos constantly. Like, they watch live streams. Yeah. Live matters. It just does. Yeah, it's definitely a way of the future. Like, I'm not going to watch, like, I'm. we're going to watch the Sony conference live. We're not going to watch, oh, we're not going to be able to watch, we're not going to watch it kind of funny. I mean, you were you were more excited for that one. I I didn't really care. I enjoyed their commentary over it. I didn't like the commentary over. It. I I liked listening to their reacts afterwards, which they'll still react afterwards. So. Yeah, but I don't want to watch those without without my boy Colin M. I don't uh, want that well. shit. I unsubbed them. I'm done with them. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll probably still be watching that stuff. That's unfortunate. I mean, it's not really unfortunate. It's a choice that I made because it's inter- entertaining. 
If it's not entertaining, I'll stop watching it. That's the difference. Not without Tabor calling him. I mean, to each his own. Anyway, that's that's three months off. We're talking about next week, or this week, I guess. We got Mass Effect Andromeda coming out on Tuesday. Big release. Mixed reviews coming in. We'll get the review embargo. Mixed previews coming in. We don't have reviews till tomorrow. Previews, yes. So the review embargo will be tomorrow morning. We'll know then, you know, if it's worth getting. Definitely was a weird hype cycle where it was, like, really hyped, and then, like, it just disappeared for a real long time, and then all of a sudden, like, early this year, it's like, oh, Mass Effect Andromeda, it's coming out, and it's like, oh, okay, and then there was just, like, not not great things coming out about it, so hopefully this one turns out good, though. We'll see. Yeah, I always refer, always refer games to be good. We'll see. The review embargoes tomorrow morning, get to work, probably, check out some reviews, be super, I mean, work super hard, Yeah, um, you know, but yeah, man, all right. Yep, so that's all we have for this week. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at JJ Gaming Show. We post up every week on SoundCloud and iTunes. We're Jake and Joe Gaming Show. That's all we got for this week. Bye.